I'm trusting God that God will speak to you. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. I want to give you one minute. Intentionally. Just say, God, speak to me this morning. Let your word minister to me. Is there anything you want God to, to speak to you via his word? Just talk to him. If there is anything, if there is any word you want to hear from God today, tell God to tell me to tell you. Tell him. Tell him. If there is any confirmation you need, maybe you want to do something, you want to embark on a journey, you are just say, God, speak to this man as he's preaching. Speak to him. Let there be a confirmation this morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we commit this, the, the message into your hand. Make my tongue, oh Lord, like a pen of a ready writer in the name of Jesus. Speak life unto us all in the name of Jesus. Both the speaker and the hearers of the word. Bless us all the same in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. You worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Let us have our seat in God's presence. Let us have our seat in God's presence. Praise the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, I want to welcome everyone to the new month. It's the month of September. By the time you are getting to September, you know Christmas is around the corner. Because when you get to the ember month, September, October, November, then December is just around the corner. And this is when all these people start taking Christmas order. You wonder, ah, it's, it's far. No. Before you know it, my wife was telling me, it's getting cold. I said, well, officially, summer is over. You know, so cold can come any time now unannounced. Amen? All right, so I'm very excited this morning. As it's a new month, so it's a new beginning. So this morning, we'll be speaking on the Great Commission, the topic for the, the theme for the month of the month of September for us as a ministry is the Great Commission. And what is really the Great Commission is evangelism. Right? The Great Commission, simply put, is evangelism. Case closed. Okay? So this morning, we're going to be looking into it. Okay? I'm going to start off today and then in, in my next message, I'm going to round up. Okay, um, the scripture for the month, the scripture for the month is Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19, Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19, and it says, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I love the way the, 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 the amplified version puts it. Ladies and gentlemen, can I encourage you? Each time you read the word of God, of course we know the King James is the original version. Okay, but always read also in amplified. You know what amplified does? It am, am, amplified is an amplifier. You know, it will, it, will, it will expand certain important words. So it gives you a, a better context. It gives you a better meaning. Okay? So look at what the Amplified Version says. No, now, hear me now. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Now, what does that mean? Amplifier amplified it. And I underlined. It says, so, 
the focus of your going is to help the people to learn about me, to believe in me, and obey my words. That you know what disciples does? That's discipleship. That's stewardship. A disciple will learn about the Father, will believe in the Master, and will obey the words of the Master. That is discipleship. That is what you and I we are called to do. You and I, we are already a disciple, and we need to make disciples. Because somebody made us, in the sense that somebody preached the gospel to us, maybe our parents, maybe our friends, maybe our colleagues, and now we are in the kingdom. We need to bring other people into the kingdom. Amen. And it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So the key word is the people to learn about me. So you and I, we need to, we need to reach out to people, teach them about God, make them believe in you, and make them to obey His word. I pray God will give you a nice strength to be able to achieve this in the name of Jesus. Let's go to the next slide. Unfortunately, I couldn't open my slides this morning on my iPad. Um, so I'm going to be joining you. Okay, as we go along now, you know, I like to, I like to always um, challenge our thinking. I like to always provoke our thoughts. So I found some quotes online. Okay, of course, the name of whoever said it is there. Just to, again, give us a thinking thought, a thinking process. Because we need to know the, the essence and the importance of the Great Commission. Okay, two of my favorite ones there. Okay. John Wesley, he says, you have one business on earth to save souls. Do you hear me? You and I, we have one business on It's not to make money. It's not to make children. It's not to buy mortgage. It's not to drive Bentley, even though my dream car is a Bentley. That is not why I'm here on earth. Even though I would love to have three, four, five, six, seven mortgage, that's not why I'm on earth. Even though I love to have children, I have children, I'm married, that's not, those are secondary assignments. Are you with me? So you and I, our goal, the reason our business on earth is, a, is to do the will of the Father. And the will of the Father is to save souls, is to preach the gospel. You preach the gospel, let us, God do the savings. You preach the gospel, God will save them. Okay? Someone by the name Jonathan, he said, Why you and I, we are here on earth, why we are here, is you are either making disciples or making excuses. Which one are you? Ladies and gentlemen, are you making disciples or you are making excuses? Answer the question yourself. Answer the question in your mind. Hey, <laughs> hey. Are you making excuses? Do not make the great commission the great omission. Many of us, we have omitted the great commission. It's not the great omission because we don't even think about it. We don't even do it anymore. We have been engrossed by life. We are too busy. We are too busy. We are too busy. Those things we pray that God should do for us, now that God has blessed us with them, they have become excuses. I pray God will have mercy on us in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, as I'm speaking to you this morning, I'm speaking to myself. I've told you I have already preached this message to myself before preaching to you all. And so I'm getting a second dose of the message. Amen.
go back. Let me let me look at one more. Go back. Go back. The Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. The Great Commission is not something you will consider. You know, I would think about it. Maybe I should do it. No, it's an instruction that we need to follow. Ask yourself, how, how committed are you to following the instructions? And I'm sure we have all for sure, myself included. You, you want to do evangelism, you see some faces, you just say, you know what, yeah, I'm going to allow it today. <laughs> That's a sign that God is saying today is not a day. Every day is the day. Every minute is the minute. Every second is the second. Every hour is the hour. Amen. I pray God will help us all in the name of Jesus. This morning, I want to focus on eight areas of the Great Commission. Eight areas. Today, we're going to look at four of them. I'll be going to pray because I don't want to overload. I don't want to give us information overload. And so today is the part one of eight areas. And ladies and gentlemen, this morning, I bet you all the things I will say, you know. But the message this month is to encourage you. Because who doesn't know the Great Commission yet? It was said in scripture about four or five times. We'll look at it. So we need to remember, we need to remind ourselves, we need to be, we need to be, we need to be active on this matter. Pastor Fadeke was sharing with us a testimony. She wrote an exam. If it is not God, I don't know. Because the Pastor Fadeke I know in Nottingham, she is intelligently smart. So for her to pass an exam with one mark and everybody else failed, you think it's her? You think it's her? So a friend asked her, how did you do it? Say, well, I don't know, but it is God. Whether they accept it or not, that is their problem. She has said the truth. Does that mean? And I'm sure some of them would think, or say, ah, maybe I need to get close to this God. Maybe I need to know this God. Maybe I need to buy Some of them, some people, you, you tell them about God, they are too shy to ask you to go and find out themselves but that seed has been planted that seed has been sown into their life so don't worry about whether i'm hoping that one of them will come back and say pastor Fadeke, they may not come back to you they may go to someone else paul planted apollo's water it is god that makes the increase so we're going to look at eight areas of the great because the great commission is probably apart from the, the, the Ten Commandments, which Jesus Christ summarized into love God, love your neighbor and yourself. Okay? Apart from that, apart from giving your life to Christ, the third most important thing in Scripture is the Great Commission. Are you with me? It is the Great Commission. So it is important that we understand. Okay? There are few foundational Scriptures that I'm going to be sharing with us. Okay? Um, so, I just thought, let me read the whole of Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18, just to give a little bit of context. Okay? Please, if you are, are more than happy to give out my slides to us. If you want my slide, just approach me. I'm very generous. So, I will not be charging you anything. 
you get if you should clap for me, clap for me now. I'm very generous because freely I have received, freely I will give. So please, so don't be distracted. I'm happy to give you the slides. Okay, just just focus and listen and let God minister to you. Okay, Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authorities in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Very quickly. Scripture says you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will become my witness in Samaria, in Judea, okay, in Jerusalem, and the uttermost part of the earth. So we can see the second instruction that Jesus said. Okay. You will receive power on one condition. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And the purpose of this power is to witness. Telling people about me everywhere. First in Jerusalem. Throughout Judea. In Samaria. And the end of the earth. So, this scripture makes us know that God is not limiting the Great Commission just to your people or my people. Even the people you don't know. Okay, let's go back to my slides. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16. The same thing was echoed there. Mark chapter 15, chapter 16, yes. Then he said to them, Go into all the world. And preach the good news to everyone. Next verse. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. So we can see again in the book of Mark. That God gave the same instruction. Now very quickly we are going to read it again in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 24 and verse 46. And he said yes. It was written long ago about long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and raise from the dead on the third day. Next verse. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed to the authorities of the name of his name to all the nation in the beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for those who... So we can see again that the Great Commission was said in the book of Matthew, in the book of Mark, in the book of Luke, and in the book of Acts. Okay, we can see. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Great Commission is important. The Great Commission should be something you and I will cherish. It should be our baby. Don't be, don't be, don't let the busyness of this world, don't let the mundane thing, ladies and gentlemen, don't get me wrong. I love to buy houses, I love my cars, I love my children, but also I need to be able to love God's people. Now, we're going to go gently and talk about four of the 
members of the Great Commission. And again, this is to remind us, to challenge us, for us to know that the Great Commission is a daily affair. Number one, the power of the Commission. Act 1-8. It said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And the focus of the power is to be witness. Is, to, is for evangelism. Is, for, is to fulfill the great... In fact, one of the scriptures in Matthew and in Mark, he said, you will trample upon serpents and they will not bite you because you carry power. Because you carry the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth of the matter is, as you and I, as we strive to obey the great commission, we will face interference. Oh, we will face interference. And so scripture says that the power... There are powers that be that will challenge. It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and power. There are principalities, there are power, there are forces of the unknown world who are, who are fighting. Ladies and gentlemen, can I shock you? The devil is stronger than us. Are you with me? You say, wow, how can the pastor say that? Because Satan is a spirit. Okay? That is why for us to overcome Satan, we need the Holy Spirit in us. He says, greater is he that is in me. Not greater is me. You get the difference? Greater is he that is in me. Because once, once you carry the power of the Holy Ghost, then you, then you have the power to overcome the devil. And that is where the power, God gives us the power for the commission. Because God has already defeated Satan, both in the grave. He's been defeated. But, you know, Satan challenging you and I is his way trying to recruit us to get back on, at God. Does that make sense? So, it's, it's Satan's way to get back at us. Okay, and God has the power and he will give it to us via the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit has come as our comforter to bring with him the power to overcome Satan. And Satan will become unstoppable. The power of evangelism. The power of witnessing. Just keep doing it. Senior Pastor, this morning was giving us examples of men in our time who are evangel you know people that do evangelism you know they get to a point where they receive power because they keep declaring declare i know i know a, a very good friend of mine does evangelism everywhere and the testimonies is giving us this day is amazing he, he, he has he, he has encountered so many opposition even till now but the testimonies are coming oh he say me I want to go and do evangelism now. And I want to be using the power now. But God wants me to be consistent in going. Because it is God that gives power. Not me. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. So there is power in the commission. There is power in obeying the commission. And that power will only come upon us if we go. Number two. The plan of the commission. 
Ladies and gentlemen, scripture says the plan is to go. It says, go ye into the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the dictionary defined the word go as to proceed without delay. God wants us to proceed without delay. Do you know people are dying every day? People are dying in sin every day, every minute, every second. Just that the, the, the media is not recording them. <laughs> in fact, if you, go, if, you, if you go on Google and you type in death.com, the amount of people that are dying per second, per minute, does that make sense? Just to tell us that people, we need to go without delay. The word go means that to proceed without delay, to move from one place to another. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to go. That's the plan. We need to go. I was telling us this one. People say, if I go, what do I say? Share your experience. It is good for you to know what to say. Like Mr. Tosin says, it is good for you to develop depth. But if you have to wait for that, there's no need, there's no point. Go now, go now. Just go. Your little experience, if people ask you something, you don't tell them, sorry, I don't know, can I get back, can I email you the answer? People have asked me things I haven't got a clue. And I'm not afraid to say I will get back to you. But it doesn't stop me from evangelizing. So ladies and gentlemen, you see, if we are not to sit and wait for someone to come to us and ask us to tell them about Jesus, we are to move from where we are to where they are. I'm not going to wait for you to, for you to come and meet me. Don't wait for your colleagues at work to come and tell you, tell me about God. Go and tell them. You know, oftentimes people ask you at work, how was your weekend? Oh, it was lovely. I went to church. We had this program. It was great. Oh, church was awesome. Because how many of us go out on Saturday? We just sit home. So the only, our weekend is just Sunday. Saturday we rest. And Sunday we go to church. So tell them. Don't just say, well, my, my, my weekend, nothing much. No, what is not, you went to church on Sunday. Were you not blessed? What do you mean nothing much? No, no big deal. Just a normal, normal. Ah, you are denying the power of evangelism. You are denying the power of witnessing. And if you keep, ah, you are told, oh, I love church. Oh, it was awesome. You know, on Sundays, I'm usually in church. It was great. Tell them. They ask you, innit? Tell them. And eventually you see somebody who's not who, who's always bubbling at work, but particularly they are down. Go and meet them. Are you okay? Is everything fine? Don't just say, well, it's not my business. Wait for them to say, God, bring them to me. They will not come. You should go to them. That's that's what the word go means. Ladies and gentlemen, we are to take advantage of the opportunity to witness. Okay? Jonah had to travel to Nineveh. Moses had to leave the wilderness to, to go to Pharaoh. In the wilderness, Moses will achieve nothing. Moses will be nothing today. If Jonah didn't go to Nineveh, he will not be who, 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 who we are in about today. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray God will empower us. We will have the boldness to go in the name of Jesus. You see, the Greek word that translates the word go, it means as you go. Because like Dr. George told us, that the, the, script, the Bible is not written in English. So when they were translating from Hebrew or Greek or the other Arabic to English, there are some words that they missed out because, you know, English is very limited. 
you know, in my native language, one word could have ten meaning. I'm serious. In my native language, but in English, one word has one meaning, not two meanings. Does that make sense? So, so, so that word that translates go means as you go. So Jesus was assuming that we will go. We have no choice but to go into the word. Jesus is assuming that we have to go. It's an instruction. You know, I'm in the army cadet. And so, when, when my boss says go, you go. It's not the thing of, oh, I'm coming. You see, the thing is, no, 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 you go. Once you are in uniform, you, fall, you obey the last order. The choice is not in going or not going. It is in witnessing or not witnessing. Because many of us are going. But what are you doing with your going? Are you witnessing or not? Are you evangelizing or not? Are you speaking to people or not? When I was coming this morning, Holy Spirit was just ministering to me why people don't evangelize. Why people don't, are not fulfilling the Great Commission. Some of them are just hypocrites. Some of them, they, 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 will, they will look like people have double standard. How can you be preaching to me today? Yesterday we were in the club all night. And you are telling me that God is good. <laughs> hey, what, you know, so they feel like, wow, I'll be an hypocrite. So stop doing what they are doing so that you can minister to them. Let, I pray that God will help you and I in the name of Jesus. As I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to me. Number three. We're looking at the areas of the commission. Okay? The scope of the commission. Okay? There are four things that scripture says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Okay? It's, a very, it's one of my favorite scriptures. Okay, Act 1.8. It said, But you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be my witness, first and foremost, in Jerusalem. Number two, in all Judea. Number three, in Samaria. And number four, the end of the earth. Now, let's break this down, okay? The disciples... The Jerusalem was their home, their city. So Jesus, God wants us to start evangelizing right from where we are. Right from your own home. Right from your own neighborhood. Right from your own city. Start from there. Some people are too ashamed that they will go far to evangelize. They are kidding themselves. Because when the people found that even your own people self don't even know this God. So ladies and gentlemen, we are to begin witnessing right where we are. Our place to begin witnessing is in our Jerusalem. Right where we are. Maybe it is our close friends, our home, at work, people under our roof. Start from there. Start from there. That is your number one platform. Okay? And then after Jerusalem, he said Judea. Judea, according to when I was doing research, Judea is not a city in Jerusalem. It's another city outside of Jerusalem. So Jesus Christ is saying, once you are born in your city, go to the next city. And then, go to, don't, don't just say, well, my family and my friends are saved. I don't care about anyone else. No, go out there. Go out there. Outside of the city. 
So, so for us, it could be maybe people at work, the people our unusual clique, a different city, a different town. When you go to a different city, maybe you went to visit a friend, you went for a program. You see, there are some people who are evangelists. But you and I, even though we may not be evangelists, but we need to create an awareness. People will know maybe that you are a Christian and that you are happy to be. A lot of people in this world today, they, they, when it comes to their faith, they hide it. They say everything around it, but they don't mention Jesus. They say everything around it. You are in a, you are in a top meeting. And they are saying this, well, it was good, but I thank God. People laugh, oh, go, you and God. That's fine. Are you, you are not pushing God. Or, you're just telling them your reality. It is important. And these people, they are always around us. They are always close to us. Close enough to see. Jesus wants us to get up, move out, and reach out to them. Leave your comfort zone. Alright? Leave your comfort zone. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. The third set of people that Jesus wants us to minister to in Samaria. Okay? You see, the Samaritans, <laughs> they are interesting. Okay? I was doing a, a little study on this yesterday. The Samaritans, they were, some of them are unbelievers, different faiths. In fact, the Samaritans are called the unpure Jews. They are, they are not, they are half-breed. You know, you know, it's like when a Christian marry a Muslim. So, so they call them, if you're not, because they, 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 they were the ones that were left over. So they, they, they just give them all manner of names. Half-breed, hypocrite, they just call them what-not. Oh, some people have left the faith. Maybe somebody who's, who's a believer wants to go and marry unbelievers. As far as they're concerned, you have become impure. Okay? They intermarried with the Gentiles. The, the Samaritans are half-breed. They are impure. They are not truly Jews. They are not like us. So you get a chance to, 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 to speak to people who are not Christians, who are not born again. You know, one of, the, one of the amazing things about people like us is that they know God. They may not follow Him as they should. So when they say God is good, they get it. But some people, who is God? I don't believe God exists. I'm not saying go and say, I want to preach to you. Opportunities will arise. Does that make sense? Chances will come. Seize that moment. When you are sensitive to God, seize those, seize, seize those moments and preach to them. That is what we are talking about. You see, the truth is, Jesus wants us to realize that no one is outside the boundaries of his love. Jesus wants us to... I might not like the, 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 the Samarians, but God loved them. Does that make sense? They may be those thieves, those evil people, those bad, those terrible people. Those, um, but God loves them. So Jesus wants us to realize that no one is outside the boundaries of his love. And consequently, no one is outside our responsibilities to minister to. Remember, he says, go. He didn't say, go to believers, go to only people of color, go to just people from your village or from your... He said, go. He gave them an instruction. 
And ultimately he said, go to the whole world. Travel out. If you, if, if you can. The uttermost part of the earth. Leave your comfort zone, your country, your nation. Travel far and wide. Every single person, no matter where, no matter who, no matter how far. And ladies and gentlemen, the beauty about this is, how many of us, even on our social media, talk about God? You see, I don't need to leave UK to bless somebody in America. When I go on my YouTube channel and I log on to the back end, I see people watching my video from Kazakhstan. Ah. <laughs> Why would I go to Kazakhstan to go and do what? So people are able to watch. There are people who are watching from remote countries. So the question is, some people say, well, I don't necessarily want to be preaching on my social media because my boss is on it. My company might be saying that. I'm, no! That is your private life. Your company cannot do, they have nothing on you in your private life. Don't be an hypocrite. In fact, me these days, all of my bosses in the cadet, I'm adding them on WhatsApp because I'm always posting God. Let them be watching. Eventually, they will watch. When it's only my story, they will read it. <laughs> they don't have choice. I'm not, I'm not pointing at them. I'm just putting out there. They will see it eventually. Just keep, You know, <laughs> statistics shows that more people watch your Facebook comment and don't comment. And less people comment. There are so many things I see on Facebook. Pride will not make me to like it. I just say, you know, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. We all do it. So don't think, ah, I put that thing. Nobody has seen it. That's not true. Many people have seen it. They just didn't, they just, they just passing by. It has touched them. And you might put something today. Maybe next year we'll bless somebody. But it's there. It's there. And as we round up this morning, number four, the person of the commission. Now this is where it gets interesting. Because many people say, well, I'm not the one that killed Jesus. Why should I go evangelism every day? Am I the pastor? Do I look like Pilar? When that scripture was read, did he say, go ye, Pastor Labi? Or go ye, he said, go ye into the world. He's talking to you and I, all of us. Everyone, every Christian. He's not segregating pastors or bishops or elders. He didn't say, well, just Mr. Tosin your family go. All of us, you and I, everyone, as, as far as you are a Christian, as far as you are a lover of Christ, as far as you are born again, the Great Commission is speaking to you. You don't need special training. It's good to be trained, don't get me wrong, but you don't need it. You can train yourself. You know, some people, they learn on the streets. They get better with time. These guys that normally do evangelism on TV, that we did their training one time, those um, that online guys, they will ask you funny question: Are you a bad guy or good? Are you a good guy or a bad person? I'm a good person. What makes you good? People say I'm a bad person. Do you think you make heaven? Do you believe in heaven or hell? Or hell? You know, and they will try to give the right answer. And why people are asking that question? Holy Spirit convince them. And they give their life to Christ. 
So Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He didn't distinguish certain ones because he was speaking to all of us and he's still speaking to us now. The word ye, it means everyone. 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 So ladies and gentlemen, we are speaking about the great commission. We need to understand. And these things sometimes at the back of our head, just say, well, this evangelism thing, it's not really for me. It's not really for me. It's for certain people. The people, they have skills. They are good at it. No, you are just, you are just giving excuses and God is not happy with it because lives are perishing. People are dying on a daily basis and we have a responsibility to preach the gospel to them. We have a responsibility. Jesus Christ has given us instructions to go. And it is my prayer. Let us rise up on our feet. It is my prayer and you and I will become attentive to God. And everywhere we go will be ready because opportunities will come. I, I have a friend who he got sacked on his job because he's always praying. That is, uh, that is, that is not, that is foolishness. Excuse me about my word. Okay. The guy will come late to work. He said he was praying and God did not release him. The guy will go for lunch. You say he was praying and he wasn't released to come. That is, that is not scriptural. You rather not work at all. Give unto Caesar what because of Caesar. You have signed a contract that you are you are bound to it. It got sacked in the end because they cannot they cannot cope with you. But there are times where you have to do what you have to do. You got to get it done. But opportunities will come. I want you to pray and say, God, help me. To really, to really embrace the Great Commission. Help me. Help me, O oh Lord God. Help me. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Give me the wisdom. One, the biggest problem we have in this day and age is wisdom problem. Not knowing how to address certain things. Not knowing how to start a conversation. But when God gives you wisdom, when God gives you understanding, you are able to have a godly conversation. You are able to preach to people because God is giving you ideas as to how to go about it. But if you are not ready to receive it, it's not going to happen. I want you to pray and say, God, give me wisdom. Give me understanding. Give me the boldness and the courage to be able to preach the gospel. To be able to speak life unto people because people are perishing. You and I, we are here today because some of us, we are blessed because our parents are, are pastors, they are Christians, they are born again. So as a result, we don't have a choice. Or we, must, we must know God. There are some people, their parents are drug addicts. Their parents are drunkards. Their parents, are, they, don't, they don't care about their life. Once you turn 16, 18, you're on your own. So they are left to figure out life by themselves. And they need our help. They need our support. I want you to pray God, open my eyes to see. Help me, oh Lord God, help me. Ladies and gentlemen, in your, amongst your friends, in your workplace, how many people have you told God is good? In the last two months, in the last one week, in the last three days. That is what we are talking about. Some people are complaining to you. Encourage them with the word of God. Encourage them with the word of God. Encourage them with God's word. That is what we are talking about. Encourage them. You see, 
It's not until you go on the TV or until you go on the street that you are fulfilling the, the Great Commission. We read in Sunday school. We miss it. It's right in front of us. We miss it on a daily basis because you are too busy. You are too selfish. You are too engrossed with your own issues. You know, sometimes people come to pastor, pillar, please pray for me. They don't even know that my issue is bigger than their issue. <laughs> but I have to, I have to put my own issues to one side and pray for them. People just think pastors don't have issues. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Pastors, <laughs> pastors get attacked all their members. Sometimes some of the youth are speaking to me about certain things, and I laugh in my head because I say, you don't even know what I'm going through. But I have a role to pray for you, to put aside my own issue, because a prophet is not for his profit. The blessing of a prophet is not for the prophet, it's for the people. Even though eventually the prophet will be rewarded, but the blessing of prophecy is not for the profit of the prophet, it's for the people. You keep going. You keep going. You keep doing. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. I say, God help me. God help me, Lord God. Help me to be sensitive. Ladies and gentlemen, the great commission is the most important commission that God has committed into our hands. Unfortunately, I don't walk where you walk, Mr. Tosin. Unfortunately, Pastor Fadeke, I don't walk where you walk. Unfortunately, Sister Tutu, I don't wear what you walk. Unfortunately, I don't know the friends you know. You know them. So it is your responsibility. Similarly, you don't know my friends. You don't know where I walk. Oh, I don't know why I'm shouting this morning. My wife would tell me I shout too much. It's passion. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. Say, God, help me, help me, help me, Lord. Help me. Say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. I am sorry, Lord. I am sorry I've spent too long. I'm sorry, Lord. And I'm going to repent. I'm going to make a change, Lord. I'm going to make a change this morning. Malisa Keteboshka. I'm going to make a change, Lord. I'm going to make a change. Help me. If you cry unto God, He will help you. You try Him. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you. Lord, this month, as we challenge ourselves, let the Great Commission become part of us in the name of Jesus. Let the Great Commission, we will embrace it in love in the name of Jesus. And from today, we want to be sensitive, Lord. We are sorry that we have not even talked about you enough on our social media. We have not talked about you enough to our friends. But Lord, from today, they will make a change in the name of Jesus. From today, we will repent in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we have not even acknowledged you enough. Lord, we are sorry. Father, you are a God of second chance. Give us another chance in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise, sir. We give you all the glory. Every plan, every agenda of the enemy to stop us, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. Every plan of, of the enemy to distract us, we cancel them in the name of Jesus. This week, Lord God, give us the grace to evangelize in the name of Jesus. This week, give us the wisdom so that we do what we need to do in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise, sir. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed.